This is Cruise Radio. If you're traveling with travel insurance, you're traveling smart. Get a quote today at tripinsurance.com. Reality hits you hard, bro. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Happy to have you here. A review of Carnival Imagination today. Yeah, so we're going out to Long Beach for this one. A little departure from our normal Caribbean cruise itineraries. Haven't heard from Imagination in a while, so um, excited to talk to Krista here in a little bit. Sherry Kennedy standing by with Cruise News. Don't forget, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and our newly launched YouTube channel, all at Cruise Radio. You can find us there. That's our handle. And as always, if you'd like to submit a review and uh, be interviewed on the show, drop me a line, Doug at CruiseRadio.net. All righty. She is here. Sherry, how are you? Hi, Doug. So, starting off with some sad news over in Roatan. Yeah, this is very sad news. A honeymoon couple from Israel was aboard the Allure of the Seas, and when they stopped in Roatan, they decided to try the ziplining excursion. The 27-year-old woman, her zipline ride stopped partway across. Her husband left the base to go across, not knowing that his wife was stopped in the middle, and, of course, there was a collision Both were sent to the hospital, but sadly the husband passed away from his injuries and the wife is in hospital back in the United States. I could not imagine. And being on your honeymoon at that, mm, thoughts with them for sure. Norwegian Cruise Line adding uh, more pricing tiers to the go-kart track on Norwegian Bliss. What do we have here? What originally started at $7 per person, then increased to $9.95 per person. They now have two packages, a weekly pass, costs $99.95, $99.95, and a daily pass is $29.95. The, uh, the amount of both passes sold per cruise and per day is limited, so of course then it would be first come, first served. So if this is something you think you'd like to do if you're heading out on the Norwegian Bliss, you should head up to the racetrack ticket stand as soon as you can. Uh, because these go-kart packages are not sold on the website. So you can't pre-buy, pre, uh, buy them pre-cruise. Carnival Cruise Line, they have recently modified their military cancellation policy. Yeah, they have, and this is all for the better. They've made a few changes, and so now it's, it applies to, of course, active military personnel. But if they need to cancel their cruise because they're called to duty or their leave has been canceled, they're eligible for a future cruise credit. And that's always been in place, but now they've extended it to family members and friends traveling with the military guests if they are in separate cabins. They can cancel their cruise as well with the same policy. But there are some restrictions on this policy. Future credits are valid for use on any departures, but guests must book and sail within two years of the original cancellation date. And if the rebooked cruise is less expensive, the guest will receive the difference as an onboard credit. Basically, you know, just submit copies of your, if your military orders and you send it over to Carnival or you fax it to them and they will uh, then credit you to what you're supposed to get. This next story kind of uh, actually really comical because it got a lot of people got fired up on the Internet over a photo that was taken in St. Martin. It's like a Dumb and Dumber movie or something, <laughs> in my opinion. But there, there's this couple, they consider themselves daredevils. So on the beach, you know, where the planes come in in St. Martin on, on, on Maho Beach, where they're 
the plants are like 160 feet from the fence where you can stand. That's where the runway begins. So they're pretty low. They decided to do, uh, when I saw the picture, it was like he was standing up and she did a headstand on top of his head with her feet pointing straight up so that someone would take a picture when the plane came in and it looked like her feet were touching the plane. Well, they posted this on Instagram. And like you said, people wrote in. Some were like saying, oh, that's really cool. And other people were saying, you know, this is what ruins it for others because when people do stunts like this, prime viewing locations for plane spotting tend to get shut down. You know, like you said, it, it raised a, you know, people were opinionated on both sides. If they were my kids, <laughs> I would be mortified. But, yeah, you but know, the, always- the photo, though, I mean, it's, it's, it's what? Forced perspective, they call it. It's kind of like when you go to Disney World, the castle's not really as big as it looks. It's just the angle you're looking at the castle from. And I think it's the same thing with that. I don't think she was going to get her foot clipped from the airplane, did you? Oh, of course not. But okay. if the blowback had knocked her off, you know, off her... Uh, I see um, what you're saying. The jet blast w- would get her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or just, you know, wobbling at the beach and, and you know, she'd break her neck. I think these people go to extremes. Did you see the 19-year-old girl who just got bit in the Bahamas by a shark because she was trying to get the perfect Instagram photo? I saw that, and someone else was feeding <laughs> a shark. Was she the same one feeding a shark yeah. that uh, got their hand? Yeah. She was laying in the middle of them all, like this school of sharks, and one bit her because they, like, she wouldn't leave. She was trying to get the perfect Instagram photo. So, whatever. I mean, okay, sure. Um, well, yeah. Last piece of cruise news here. Uh, of course, it's been kind of a, a busy week in the tropics. We had Hurricane, then Tropical Storm Barrel, which affected Oasis of the Seas. And then we had Hurricane Chris kind of pop out of nowhere. Going to be gone in the next 48 hours or so. But has it impacted any cruise ships? No, it hasn't. Um, there's been a, the Anthem of the Seas is coming back from Bermuda to uh, Bayonne. And that's going to take a little bit different track rather than doing a diagonal straight across. It's going to sort of scoot up the coastline behind Hurricane Chris. So it should not be any trouble. Maybe a little bit of bumpy seas. But, yeah, it's uh, Hurricane Chris is predicted to just, you know, sort of follow the coastline and head out into open water pretty soon. So all's well that ends well. Two listener questions here. If you have one, drop me an email, Doug, at cruiseradio.net. The first one comes from Dave. Hello, I bought my parents an Alaska cruise on Norwegian Bliss for their anniversary. Will they need a passport leaving out of Seattle? Dave, if it is a closed-loop cruise, meaning it starts round-trip from Seattle or maybe San Francisco or even people that leave out of Los Angeles, if you are a U.S. citizen, you currently aren't required to travel with a passport to Alaska, even though it will stop in some um, ports in British Columbia. But if you are a U.S. citizen and your Alaska cruise begins or ends in Canada, for example, out of Vancouver, you are required to carry a valid passport. If you fly into or from Canada for your Alaska cruise, you are going to have to present a passport in order to return to the USA. So, yes. Okay, and then to just to reiterate what you're saying here, if I did not have a passport and I went mm-hmm. to book a cruise, let's just say uh, Holland America out of Vancouver. I could mm-hmm. not get to Vancouver just on a birth certificate and driver's license. Correct. Okay, I would because need to have a passport. out of the country. Okay. Exactly. Because when you go to fly out of Vancouver, you have to present a passport, and if you don't have one, uh-oh. Right, okay. Yep, gotcha. I hope that answers yep. your question, Dave. Uh, next one comes from Liz. We have onboard credit, and there are four of us in the cabin with all four different accounts. 
is the onboard credit divided amongst our accounts or is it on the main person's account? Yeah, now this will depend, of course, on the cruise line, which um, Liz didn't say, but basically I always suggest um, that the main person, the lead person, the first person on the reservation go to the reception desk on the first night and let them know how you want your onboard credit divided up Otherwise, most likely it will go to the main person's account. Um, you can also look on your invoice that you get from the cruise line, and uh, across each line for each passenger, it should have an onboard credit column, and it would say like twenty-five dollars, twenty-five, you know, per person. Um, usually, it's just the first and second to get it. Also, not all four. So it really depends, but you are in control of this, and you can go to the front desk and tell them how you'd like the money to be divvied up. Been talking with Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks, Doug. Cruise Radio. Maintaining our global reach. Listen live at CruiseRadio.net. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour, take a beach break, or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling. Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Check out our blog, the video page, and interact at cruiseradio.net. Krista and her family just returned from a four-night sailing aboard Carnival Imagination out of Long Beach, and Krista joins us on the line. Hey, Krista, how are you? Hi, Doug. Thanks for having me. I'm great. How are you? Good. Now, before we get to Carnival Imagination, because it's really a ship we haven't touched on in probably years on this show, honestly, so I'm excited to actually hear about it and what's going on with this ship, but what made you want to sail this four-night sailing to Catalina and Ensenada? Well, actually, that's a funny story, and I think it's pretty much how my family is. We wanted to go to California, and we live here in Denver, so we're able to go to Florida or California pretty much equally. Mm-hmm. The price to California for flights is really better, flying west. But really, our goal for spring break was to eat In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe to take the train, we, the Amtrak train down the coast from San Diego, up or down the coast to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And there's a train, Amtrak train, along the coast from L.A. to San Diego that I wanted my kids to experience. So we planned a trip to California And we were trying to decide, should we spend a day at Disney or a day at Universal? And being who we are, we just decided, heck, why not do a cruise while we're in the area anyway? That's how we picked it. Okay, very cool. So you make your (laughs) way over to Long Beach. And how was the embarkation process there? So amazing. We actually flew into LAX from Denver the same day. 
I usually don't recommend that, but we do gain an hour flying that direction. So we got up very early in Denver and flew to L.A. We took an Uber straight to In-N-Out Burger because that was the goal of the trip after all, In-N-Out Burger and Guy's Burger on the same day. (laughs) And from In-N-Out Burger, an Uber straight to the ship. This was my first time taking a Carnival cruise since they implemented the new boarding appointments at the top of the tickets, you know, the big red stripe at the top of the boarding Mm -hmm. passes. And we were too early, so they actually have a line now that says, too early or too late in this line or right on time in another line, which I thought was funny. We went through the too early line, and we were the only people in the terminal. I think it was around 1030. It wasn't really early. It should have been peak time, Mm -hmm. but we just walked straight through. Amazing. Cool. Now, from curb to ship, how long would you say that took? (laughs) Well, one thing I was going to mention is we all have passports, and if you have a passport now, they don't even stop to take your picture. They just take a picture of the passport. And actually, I have a couple of pictures on my phone. Our In-N-Out Burgers and our Guy's Burgers were under an hour apart, and In-N-Out's about 40 minutes from the ship. So I would say from the time we arrived at the port until we were eating Guy's was 15 minutes at the most. Nice. Very good. What were your first impressions awesome. uh, on the ship when you walked on board? What did you think of it? It is a, an older carnival ship and, a, you know, one of the older class of ships, so I didn't have huge expectations for a grand atrium or anything like that. It was fine. You know, people were milling about, and because we were early, there weren't a ton of people. We went straight to the little deck to guys in Blue Iguana, and it was a rainy day, so it was just very quiet. My first impression is that we were the only people there. So uh, what kind of stateroom did you book, and what did you think of it? We booked an Ocean View stateroom. This ship is an older class of ship and has very few balconies. It's from the day when balconies were really the big splurge on a ship instead of an everyday thing. And the cabin was on deck six, which is really unusual on Carnival. Their newer ships, all of the ocean views are on deck one or two. So when I got my documents, I was excited to see that it was deck six. My family is six people, but we were one short for this trip. There were just five of us. And one of the reasons we picked this cruise in the first place is I was excited to find a cabin which actually held five people. You know, in more modern ships, they just don't have rooms for five very often. I had been in rooms for five before on Carnival that had sort of a double bed or king bed and then a sofa bed and a Pullman. Mm -hmm. Well, when we got to our room, I was really disappointed with it because... Although they sold us the room for five, it was clearly not a room that was going to sleep five people very well. Mm -hmm. We had a king bed, and that's it. And there were two Pullman bunks put up, you know, the kind that the cabin steward will come and put down later, Mm -hmm. but nowhere in sight for the fifth person. So I was really confused and disappointed by that. Eventually, we found under the bed a little mattress that just pulled out from under the bed that was meant for the fifth person, and it was really like a crib mattress. Oh, man. So was it just a mattress, or was there a frame and stuff that kind of rolled out? It had a frame on it, but it didn't lift off the floor, so it was no more than like an inch off the floor. And it might have been a little longer than a crib mattress, but not much. My 12-year-old girl was just so gracious. She was plenty happy to be there, but I was not happy (laughs) because we'd flown. We got up so early. We finally got into our room, which the room was ready right when they said it would be. That was fine. But because those two bunks were not pulled down and our cabin steward was nowhere around, there was just nowhere for us to go. No couch, nowhere to sit. Hmm. I was really disappointed in the setup. 
after they got everything um, situated or the bed was out and all that, what did you think of like this space in the cabin to put everything away for the few days you were on there? Well, it is a short cruise, and that's a good point. It was really much smaller than I've experienced on Carnival before. Mm-hmm. We made do, but with the two bunks down and then the mattress on the floor, it was really, really tight for five. Our dining companions, we had a dining table for 10 people, five mm-hmm. of us and five of them. They were five adults sharing a room like that. And wow. I just feel like I was excited that Carnival filled the room for five, but when I got there, I wish they hadn't. I wish they would have just stopped it at four. You know what I mean? It was just, even though five could technically go in the room, it just really was tough sharing that much space. I couldn't imagine five adults sharing a room <laughs> like that because when we were kids, we grew up cruising and there was five of us in our family and we did the same thing that you had, the little mattress under the bed, the two bunk beds and really? the, the other beds. And looking back now, like I could not sleep with five adults in a cabin. I would go nuts. The one was a young adult, maybe in his young 20s, and he was just so gracious and yeah. good about it. But he had to have been hanging off the bed from his knees down, oh, you know? <laughs> totally. Uh, so Let's talk about the food on board Carnival Imagination. What did you think of it? We'll start in the main dining room since we were just talking about it. So what time dining did you have? We always ask for late dining, and the reason we do that is we love Guy's Burger Joint and Blue Iguana Cantina so much. Mm-hmm that we found over the years when we come back on the ship after excursions, we always head straight for food, and then we weren't hungry for early dining. So we always take late dining. And I love assigned dining because I love getting to know our same waiter every night. What was your uh, favorite meal in there? You know, I don't eat seafood, Mm -hmm. so I usually order by process of elimination. I love that the rest of my family can eat all kinds of weird things that I would never have available for them at home. So they had escargot and all kinds of fish and interesting things, but I had steak and pasta. Everything is always good on Carnival. I still think their food is better than any other cruise line. Yeah, definitely. It's very consistent across all the ships, that's for sure. Um, As far as the Lido deck area, what would you think of the buffet? I just want to add one thing about the dining room. Okay, go ahead. Our waiter was top notch. He'd been with the cruise line, I think he said, 28 years. Wow. And he was so good. The last several cruises I've had, sometimes late dining can go on sort of forever, and we end up missing shows. But the service was fast, friendly. Every bite we ate was good. He was very accommodating to my kids. Really good. Nice. Very good to hear. As far as the buffet, how was that? The buffet was a little bit different setup than I've seen on other Carnival ships. The lines were kind of long on the regular buffet options, but there were so many good alternatives And I keep wondering, why do people go get in the line for the regular food when there's so much else to choose from? We love Blue Iguana Cantina, especially for breakfast. I don't see any reason to wait in line at the regular buffet line for breakfast when I can have a burrito. And they have all kinds of little stations, like a dessert station, a sandwich station, a pizza station, all good. Cool. Uh, Now, as far as Guy's Burger Joint and Blue Iguana Cantina, usually those places speak for themselves, but what did you think of it? Always good. Yeah. Always good. Um, I only had two Guy's Burgers on this four-night cruise, but I had Blue Iguana Cantina for breakfast and sometimes later every day. So good. Never anybody in line. Oh, nice. Did y'all get to hit the pizza joint up at all? Yes, the kids love the pizza place. And you know there's a little sandwich place, too, where they make Rubens and things like that, hot dogs, mm-hmm. really good. We ordered room service quite a lot, too. I've heard you talk on your show about how some of the room service menus are starting to come with a fee. Mm-hmm. 
And I was expecting that to be only after hours, but some of the menu, even in daytime, does have a fee. No worries for us. We order milk and cookies every single day. Really good. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) The kids love it. (laughs) As as far as entertainment on board the ship, how was that for your four-night cruise? Really good. It was so improved over what I had experienced in the past. It's sort of, I've heard other people talk about it. It sort of gave me hope for attending the nighttime shows. I can't remember what the show is called, something like Rock of Ages or Rock mm-hmm. Through the um, Years. Uh, you know the one I mean? Was it uh, Epic Rock, maybe? Epic Rock. Yeah. That's it. So good. I, w- I hadn't been to a Carnival nighttime show in several years, and I was really impressed. The reason I don't usually go to the shows is because the piano bar is my happy place. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Right. And this particular ship, the piano bar didn't quite have the gelled. You know, the thing about a piano bar is it's kind of like cheers where everybody knows your name as the week goes on. Everybody sort of buddies up. Mm-hmm. But it was just a four-night cruise, and he was off one night. So he was good, but we weren't all chums by the end of the week. I was really glad to see that epic rock show. And guess what? I got to play in Hasbro the game show. Awesome. How'd you First do? First time. <laughs> we lost, but it was really fun. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we were able to, everybody, whether if they played, whether they won or lost, got a little takeaway board game, and the kids really dug that. We played a lot of Clue the rest of the week. Fun. Super cute. Very good. Now, this was a sailing to Catalina and Ensenada, so you had, what, one sea day? One sea day. Okay, and how was the sea day as far as crowds and congestion around the ship? Not too bad. You know, I'm a fan of sea days. Some some people plan their cruise for the itinerary, but I tend to plan more for the ship. I enjoy on sea days seeing the ship. We did not have great weather. It was spring break in California, and it was pretty rainy and chilly, so it wasn't too crowded on the top deck. There was some crowding, like at Trivia and some of the indoor things that wouldn't normally be as crowded if the sun had been out, but it was fine. Cool. Um, With the uh, ports of call you hit, uh, what did you do at each port? So at Catalina, that's a tender port, Mm -hmm. and we didn't really have a lot of plan or a lot of research. I usually tend to mix some days with pre-planned excursions and some without. And time and time and time again, the days when we have excursions are our favorite days. Mm -hmm. It's sort of good to have somebody on the ground who knows what they're doing. (laughs) At Catalina, we just walked around, took some pictures. It was pretty chilly. It's quite pretty there. And we just shopped and just didn't do a lot, just enjoyed the day. Cool. And how about Ensenada? Ensenada was an unexpected delight for me. I've been before. We did a little excursion this time to go horseback riding on the beach. Mm -hmm. At least two of us in the family are not horse fans. I'm one of them, Mm -hmm. and we had a delightful time. I was so unexpectedly happy with that day. It was still kind of cold and misty weather, so our pictures are beautiful. It's really not cloudy, but misty. And then they took us to the blowhole. I don't know if you know the blowhole. It's mm-hmm. like I, yep. the big tourist thing in Ensenada. <laughs> and I had read on TripAdvisor that, it's, that there's not much to it. We just had a wonderful guide. There's a little shopping market that's one of the best shopping markets I've ever seen in Mexico. They said it's like Sam's Club of Mexico. We had little tasty treats walking up the street from every little <laughs> vendor and we just had a great day. You know what? It reminds me so much of the Oregon coast. Mm-hmm. I felt more like I was in in Oregon than in Mexico. Wonderful day. I'm curious. Carnival 
imagination is almost what well, oh, it's over 20 years old at this point how is she holding up as far as like i know it was she was recently refurbished how did she look as far as yeah. the public spaces and all of that Really good. As far as general repair, I was perfectly happy. I didn't feel like she was shabby at all. Mm -hmm. That's why it came to such a surprise to me that our room was so unfitting for five people. And I called guest services a couple of times because I was so frustrated about it. And they told me, when we refurbish a ship, we can't change the configuration of the rooms. It takes It's such a bigger process with Coast Guard approval and stuff. So mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Refurbishment means cleaning up and adding new features, the Funship 2.0 and all that, but the configuration is what didn't change. But yeah. the but the general condition was great, just fine. Cool. So you make your way back to Long Beach to disembark Carnival Imagination. How was that process for you and the family? So good. You know, when you check in to a cruise online, it makes you enter your flight information Mm -hmm. so that they can determine what order you get off the ship. Well, we didn't have a flight because remember our goal was to take the train sometime on this trip down the coast. So online, you can't really say I'm taking a train. Right. So what I did is midweek, I went to guest services in the middle of the four night cruise and just asked them for the latest possible time off the ship. I've never understood why everyone's always in such a hurry to end their <laughs> vacation. But So we were almost the last people off the ship. We just lingered and lingered, had our breakfast burritos. And then when they finally made us leave the ship, we walked right off. We were about 10 minutes or so through customs. And two minutes after that, we had an Uber wow. to the Amtrak station. Okay. So good. That port is beautiful. It's my first time there since they've been redesigning it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like they did a, a great job there with uh, with their refurbishment as far as putting like the arcade in, the the snack stand, and just making it a little more accessible for everyone. Hey, I, I wanted to ask you, Krista, did your kids do the kids program at all? No. No? My kids are teenagers. Okay. So they're kind of at a weird age when it comes to entertainment on a cruise ship. Mm -hmm. You know, they're really too old for the kids' programs and too young for the Serenity Deck. Yeah. So, you know, they really wanted the hot tub, but everyone in the hot tub was nine, (sighs) and they couldn't go to the Serenity Deck, so they just hung with us. Okay. Do you have any first-time tips to offer anyone sailing on Carnival Imagination? Actually, I do have a couple. One is I really think it pays to plan. Like I said earlier, the days when we have a plan and have a prepaid shore excursion, time after time are our favorites. Mm -hmm. I don't think we can do an excursion at every port of call, especially on a really port-intensive cruise. But I always find that the ones that I have a plan are my favorite days, so it pays to plan ahead. People who get on the ship and then make plans give me anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) And... We used to do that back in the day, just get on the ship and see how it goes. No more. Another one is the fun shops. When you log in for your Carnival Cruise and begin to check in online, there's a little button for the fun shops. And there used to be a time when we would all haul water and canned soda and all that sort of stuff with us onto the ship to save from having to buy it by the drink. Well, Carnival has made it so inexpensive to pre-order things Water is something like $4 a 12-pack, and I really recommend doing that ahead of time. We just like to have bottled water in the room all the time. It's so cheap. It's nice to be able to take to port. It's really worth doing ahead, even for soda, liquor if you want. It's worth checking out. Looking back over your four-night cruise, what was the biggest highlight for you? 
Ensenada without a doubt. Mm-hmm. It was really, really a great day. We'll remember for a long time. In closing, what are your final thoughts of Carnival Imagination? Well, as I said in the beginning, the, the cruise itself was just so inexpensive. It's an older ship, so our expectations were as such. It's not in bad shape at all. It's, she's really a beautiful ship like they all are. One thing about Carnival that I find so impressive time and time again is their older ships and their newer ships have a very comparable experience as far as quality of service. The food is exactly the same. This ship has the Funship 2.0 upgrade, so it had guys, which is what we were looking for. All of that stuff, I feel, is more consistent on Carnival than on some of the other cruise lines, which might not have the same experience on an older ship and a newer. Mm-hmm. The only thing is stateroom of five, never again. <laughs> We'd get to next time like we have in the past. Fair enough. We've been talking with Chris about her four-night sailing on Carnival Imagination down to Catalina and Ensenada. Krista, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Doug. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Let's see what we've got for you. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.